Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and we have a great show for, uh, planned for you here today. Uh, first show of the new year covering actual racing. That's right. It is race season once again. So on this episode, we will be covering the Red Eye 50-50 at New Smyrna. And we have a very special guest coming on the show, Mr. Ricky Brooks himself. The man in charge of the Wheelman Series is going to come on board and give us uh, a, a review, a recap. Uh, we're going to hear from the man himself about the Wheelman race, number one, over at Auburndale Speedway this Saturday night. So, um, I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to get somebody on the show who had their eyes and ears out over there, and I... I couldn't think of anybody better uh, if we could get some time with him, and he was nice enough to grant us time. So we have a great interview with Ricky um, to cover the Wheelman race, plus we'll go over everything um, red-eye at the New Smyrna Speedway on this episode. Before we get into the thick of things, we want to thank our episode sponsor, uh, Frank and Holly, over at Button Racing. Uh, they came on board for a number of shows, so they are sponsoring this show, and we have a couple of special sponsors that uh, we want to give some love here on this episode. Uh, our good buddy, Jack Hall, and his YouTube channel, Jacked Racing. And we want to thank uh, Kenny, or Skinny, as some of you may know him by, Kenny Roth. Uh, definitely a huge help, not only to myself, but to the racetrack uh, this weekend. Helped me do a lot of the practice sessions on Facebook Live. So we want to give his YouTube channel, uh, Turn to Left with Skinny. Um, we want to give him a shout out as well. Kenny, huge thank you. Uh, to everything that you've done from sharing posts to helping out at the racetrack to being uh, a just pro race fan. And, and it's, it's your support, man. I'm telling you, it does not go unnoticed. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And Jack, um, I want to give him a big shout out and thank you for coming up into the booth and calling the bomber race with me. It was cool to get his perspective on things and to hear what he has planned. So make sure you follow both of their channels on YouTube uh, for kind of a different behind-the-scenes look at their racing adventures. I give you my insights um, through this podcast, and uh, they do theirs with their YouTube channel. So make sure you check out uh, Jacked Racing and Turn and Left with Skinny and Scoot. So I know Skinny has quite a few interesting things planned this year, so make sure you follow those guys. And, and Jack as well. It'll be interesting to see. He's got his uh, pro truck going, uh, set up for Auburndale, and he wants to make it out to New Smyrna as well. So hopefully we'll see him at uh, both places. As you know, we cover both those places uh, pretty extensively here on the podcast. And of course, big thank you to Frank and Holly for uh, supporting the show. And thanks to everybody that picked up their stickers this week. And I know CJ Creech got his sticker on his car for the race. That was super awesome. Um, appreciate you guys and the support there, supporting Margo with what she's uh, doing there. And um, like I said, if you guys want stickers, make sure you hit us up. Uh, we can definitely make some more batches. I know there's a few of you. We still got to get stickers too. Um, but thanks to everybody that did pick up their stickers. First little bit of merch here as this show kind of legitimizes itself. And man, you guys knocked it out of the park. Uh, the last episode, over 8,000 views or clicks or listens or however the hell they tabulated over there on the uh, home website. I mean, that's uh, honestly, I don't really care how they tabulate it. Um, but it just, it tells me that people are listening. Um, uh, the, the fact that, uh, I, I know people are listening because of what people say. So appreciate you guys appreciate the support. Uh, and of course we are always looking for more show sponsors. So anybody that would like to come on board, just $5 an episode. Uh, we have a whole ton of new likes. Thanks to everybody that's liked the racing with Ryan podcast, uh, Facebook page. Make sure you follow us there. 
Uh, anytime we get news or any updates or new shows, we post it all there. So appreciate the support. You guys keep the show rolling. You keep me wanting to do this. And like I said, uh, a, a great show. So I'll get all that out of the way and we'll get into the good stuff. Man, let me tell you, it wouldn't be racing season if the trolls weren't out already. I mean, we're on uh, January 12th and the, the trolls came out before we even went a racing and I'm going to talk about it. And if you don't like it, well, don't be such a troll on the internet. I, I've learned uh, instead of engaging uh, to just go ahead and screenshot things and get them to where they need to go so that uh, people don't jump off the deep end because uh, Mr. Todd Smith thought he was being a funny man uh, posting every time he got about the Terminator because he has he's not over an incident that happened between he and Chuck Rush in a heat race, oh, six, seven, eight months ago, whatever it was. Uh, those two did tangle, and apparently Todd 100% thinks it's Chuck Rush's fault. And um, just for whatever reason, can't leave the past be and has to go and think it's funny uh, to talk about the Terminator on every post to the point where I get messages the next day from several different people that they're worried that so-and-so is going to come wreck so-and-so. You can fill in the blanks. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw Todd posting. And, guys, you know, I, I don't care if this upsets you or not, but if, if you think you're being funny uh, on social media, even if you're joking around, you're not trying to hurt anybody, after what happened last year during Speed Weeks, I don't ever want to see anything like that again. I don't ever want to see anybody hurt on premises. So I do take it seriously. Whether you think you're joking around and, you know, I just need to mind my own business. The problem is you put it on Facebook and it, it, it becomes everybody's business. If anybody can see it, then it's anybody's business. Um, I, I didn't think it was very funny. And um, I, here's the thing. I, I don't want during Red Eye for people to come out here and destroy anybody's stuff, destroy their own stuff, and start problems before the season even gets going. Believe me, we're going to have plenty of problems, plenty of rivalries in the regular season when we're racing week in and week out. So I saw the comment, uh, the, the, comment, the comment from Todd Smith about Chuck the Terminator, and I'm just like, let me nip this in the bud real quick. And I kind of, I, I more or less jokingly was like, hey, I guess I better have Ralph watch you two this week just because I, I wanted it to be known that somebody saw it. And know that, you know, if any problems arise, that, uh, you know, that could be uh, taken as premeditation. So my whole point was, hey, let's let everybody come out and enjoy themselves. Because the part that pissed me off was get, hearing from from Chuck saying, well, I'm not going to come out now because people are already threatening. Maybe not directly, maybe indirectly, whatever it may be, threatening my car, threatening my safety. And that's the last thing I want is people not to come because of other people running their mouths on Facebook. And then, so that's why I interjected. And then Todd Smith really showed his immaturity with his responses. I posted a couple of gifts. Just, I, I tried to keep it lighthearted, but then he wanted to come at the, well, why don't you just suck on these nuts kind of comment. And, you know, guys, just don't be a Richard Cranium. You know, if you want to be a funny man, there's no need to just blatantly be ridiculous. So, Anyways, that's the, the first bit. And thankfully, kudos to both drivers. There was no altercations. Um, Chuck was way out ahead anyway. And um, he Chuck had a good run. Todd's getting his new car figured out. And I'm glad I'm glad Todd Smith has a car out there. Because uh, it was a shame to see his car, you know, whatever the circumstance was, the racing incident in my mind, uh, it was a shame to see somebody's car get destroyed. So I'm glad Todd was out there. I'm glad Chuck was out there. I'm glad there were no altercations. 
I hope to I hope to see great racing all year long, and I know there's going to be rivalries, so I can hope, hope, hope all I want. But at the end of the day, I'm glad both drivers were able to come out. And I will address this. Um, I, some of you may have seen the the picture. Um, Chuck, it, my daughter is Chuck's biggest fan, okay? And uh, when I went down to interview him, and he comes walking around the car with my daughter, I thought it was really, really cool. Um and then he begged me to be in the picture with him. I, I originally was going to let, you know, the, the pictures go. Uh, I'm, I'm not the the kind of person who goes down there and takes many pictures. I've occasionally taken a picture here or two. Um, but it is nothing to do with favoritism except that Chuck loves my daughter. What, what can I say? What, what, can, what dad can pass up a victory lane picture opportunity with their daughter? So if anyone wants to go, oh, well, you're just kissing Chuck's ass because this, this, this. Well... Uh, he, he chose my daughter. Okay. Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. And, um, I, it would have been the, she would have been on the other foot if Chuck was going on and on about Todd Smith. I promise you that it goes both ways. So we'll clear that up. Um, so that wasn't the only interesting bit that came. That was before the race. This, this came after the race. So, uh, you may remember a handful of episodes ago, I talked about my my biggest troll fan, uh, Mr. Brian Bala. Um, well, he woke up from his hibernation and decided to be all snarky again. And um, at least I'll, I'll give Brian credit. At least he had the balls to tag me in a post. However, he didn't have the balls to keep said post up because by the time I got around to checking my Facebook that day and saw I had a notification from my biggest troll, um, uh, it was gone and I couldn't see it. Luckily, I, I, I have friends um, who were able to screenshot it and send it to me after I inquired about the fact. Uh, because when I asked Brian about it, he didn't have the balls to then talk to me man to man. Um, he just called me an idiot. And so I said, well, I guess whatever you had to say really wasn't that big a deal. Because honestly, it doesn't, me living in your head rent free doesn't get under my skin. I can tell you that much. It gives me content for my podcast. Uh, we're off to a really good start here. Um, on the show with uh, with some controversial stuff, which I know people love to hear about, and I'm not bashful to say it. So I will give Brian the balls for tagging me. Um, man, I really wish I would have gotten to it, though, but before it was deleted because uh, I, I had some, some things to say. So I'll go ahead and air it out on the show because what's better than actual content on the show? So Brian was complaining about... Um, I, I, I wish I had the full thing here, but... He was complaining about uh, reports or something not being put out. So here's the thing. We have an electronic timing and scoring system. I went over this on the the hot lap. So if you want the ins and outs of any of those issues, you can go watch that on the New Smyrna page. So I won't dwell on it all day. But we have a new timing and scoring system. At the end of the races, as long as the scorers hit, you know, submit results button, the results go right up. They did it for the modified race. But then the night got going and, and, you know, they're trying to keep up with this and this and, and they got to get used to the flow of things. But in theory, the results should go up right after the race is complete. As long as, you know, there's no DQs, there's none of this, none of this. Somebody just needed to go in and hit the button. Um, the results are no longer really on my hands, guys. Um, my job is to show up, do my social media promotion, do my pit walk. Um, if I have somebody to help me with practices, excuse me, um, then, then we'll get a little bit more stuff in there. Um, if, if there's nobody to help practice, whatever I I go to do my job and I did my job fully. My job is social media and announcing. Um, if the thing, the best part about 
Saturday night at the Red Eye is Sunshine State Racing was there covering everything. And this is where Brian was commenting on. So he obviously knew that. So there were actual reporters there. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a writer. I'm a, uh, I'm a guy who runs his mouth. I don't, I, I'm not the, I'm not the writer. So thankfully we had those people there. Plus we had full comprehensive coverage of every single damn race from Speedway video. As always, we have everything covered that you could possibly need. So yes, uh, the results uh, weren't fully up. My apologies. Okay. It's, it's no longer specifically on my hands to do results. It's, it's not like it was a year ago where I'd have to go home and sit down and manually put everything in. Now it's electronic. However, uh, throughout the night, they didn't hit the button. So we'll clean that up. We'll get it better for you, Brian. We, we, we can improve, of course. But your whole thing calling me an idiot because, um, you know, you, you didn't get what you thought you should get. You should have come to the racetrack, my friend, but you won't show your face there. You'll you'll sit on the keyboard and type away so that, uh, you know, you can get whatever satisfaction you get out of that. Um, the other thing I'm going to tell you, the reason I wasn't able to see Mr. Brian's post to begin with is, um, uh, well, let me take a step backwards. I was the last person out of the front side of the track. Um, I hung around. I, I, I don't just show up to get out of there, okay? I show up, I do my job, and I usually like to unwind maybe have a beer after the races, chit-chat with whoever's over at the, the payout area. And I ended up hanging out. I talked to Bubba Pollard for quite a while, actually in the pit area. Then I came up up top, talked to a couple friends, hung around, talked to Ron Alessandro. Then um, when I was getting ready to leave, I locked the front gate. I personally locked the front gate. I was the last person out of there. Um, and then as I'm walking out of the car, Mr. Mike Trocky comes rolling up in his truck and he was coming to see was still here to hang out. And so we decided to hang out in the front parking lot for about another hour, have another drink. I, I like to socialize. So you know what? I, I, I get more value. And I think the, the people at the track get more value out of conversing with those at, at the track versus the maybe 150 people that would read said article that I'm sure Brian is saying, well, you could have during that time, you should have been sitting there typing up an article. Screw you, dude. I'm not a writer. I don't get paid to write, okay? I get paid to promote. My focus for social media is to promote the event. The after stuff, you got Speedway Video for full comprehensive coverage. So if you miss something, you get it all from there. The results, that was that went completely over my head, buddy. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it's no longer on my hands to be responsible for results. I will go and double check at the end of the night and make sure everything works all right. And I did have copies of the results. Thankfully, the scores just out of, out of habit did leave me results. So I was able to get them up there. No harm, no foul. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure, Brian, that knowing the kind of guy you are, you knew everything that went on. You just wanted to go on there and be a jerk. So call me an idiot. That Call me what you will. The fact of the matter is um, I went, did my job, and then some. So the other thing is, the reason I didn't see his comments the, the next day is uh, my mother texted me on Saturday asking if I could stop by on Sunday um, to help her take down her Christmas decorations because it's like, you know, January 9th at that point. And uh, I'm not going to tell my mother no. So I'm not even home. I'm not in front of a computer. I'm not on my phone. I'm up on a roof taking down her Christmas lights, helping her get stuff out of the attic, put stuff in the attic, this and that. And then I I got the notification as I'm coming out of the attic only to go in and see that I can no longer see said notification. So I, I got what I needed. I got the screenshots. Um, and, and 
it just it just proves that you know I know I have haters and I'm okay with that but man don't don't let me live rent free in your head man I mean if you think something's not getting done that's all that's all fine and good and and you're entitled to your opinion yes um it wasn't a perfect night and the everything didn't go smooth with the electronic timing and scoring but it's like a trial run before speed week so we 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 figured it out um, all, all will be good going forward. And I'll make sure your precious results, Mr. Brian, who can't be bothered because he thinks everything sucks so bad, but yet he's always got his nose up in everything's business. Um, you know, just tells me the kind of person he is. And that, that's fine. Call me an idiot. Call me an amateur. Call me a clown in the circus. What, whatever adjectives you want to use to describe me, that's okay. Here's what I will tell you. The reason you don't ever hear anybody say that Ryan is just sufficient, it's because... I'm more than just sufficient, Brian. Nobody's going to walk around and say, that guy's just sufficient. I'm pretty damn good at what I do when I'm up in the tower. So I know you don't like me because I'm not afraid to call you out on your bullshit. But it's, it's, don't, don't you worry about that, man. My, my resume speaks for itself. I've, I, I could be working. Man, if I could be two places at Saturday, I could be working full-time at two tracks. I've, I've worked Series. I, I've worked uh, Volusia. I've worked Orlando Speed World. Um, my resume continues to build because you know what, whether, whether you like my approach or not, which is fine to each their own. Some people like somebody who has a sense of humor and is sarcastic. Some people don't. And maybe I rub people the wrong way and that's okay, man. I, I, it, it is what it is. Um, but the, the fact that I have had so many opportunities, even over the past year, uh, tells me everything that I need to know and your opinion isn't going to change that. So, the, the Troll Cave is open for 2022, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, please, if, if you're going to troll, at least have the balls like Brian did to tag me. So, and don't delete it right away so I can go in and see it because I'm not always glued to my phone 24-7. So let's move on now. That, oh, man, that felt good. I, I hope you all enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, let's move on to the Red Eye. Was it a perfect event? No, it ran pretty smooth. I will tell you that we got all seven features in with only four caution flags in the whole night. So some of you are going to say, well, it was boring. Um, some races maybe were more boring than others. Uh, the modifieds, well, even Mother Nature wasn't happy with that race. She started, it started raining. It, it, Mother Nature cried about three modifieds. That was pretty sad. That was absolutely sad. Uh, Jerry Simons came out and uh, took care of business in that one. Um, you know, I, I, there's there's been some turmoil behind the scenes with the Florida Modifieds, and I, I hope it gets rectified. I really, really do. Um, hopefully for Speed Weeks, I will have a better turnout than three, but um, it was kind of sad. I definitely wanted to see more, but congratulations. Jerry Simons came out and did what he needed to do, picked up the win, got some uh, some laps on track for Speed Weeks, which yeah, he's not officially entered, but I'm, I, I'm sure uh, I'll ask him at the banquet, and then I'll officially enter him if he says he's coming, but I'm sure he'll be there. Um, E-Mods, they were, the, the local car counts were even down a little bit on, on this night. We had seven E-Mods, and um, judging from 2022, um, if you see the 71, the 2H, or 41 on uh, at the racetrack, you know those are kind of going to be the guys to beat, and only the 41 out of that bunch was there, so we knew he was going to be the guy to beat. Dylan LeBeau had a hell of a race, and um, almost, almost chased down Jeffrey White, just couldn't quite get him. So Jeffrey White won the E-Mod feature. Dylan LeBeau with his best ever run in second. Uh, Michael Mark with a solid third. Um, clean and green in that race too. LKQ Superstocks were also clean and green. Some of the best racing throughout the pack in the LKQ Superstocks, as they always are, whether they're seven cars or 17 cars. 
Um, Doug Samian, on his birthday, after breaking the transmission in practice the night before, put the car back together, came out, won the race. Uh, Justin Spears was second, Butch Hurtigan third. David Gould, Shane Satoris, your top five there. Another caution-free race, good, clean, great racing for second between Justin Spears and Butch Hurtigan. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, that's, I mean, classic LKQ Superstock stuff. Just uh, got to work on getting some more of those. Uh, the Bomber A's, uh, 12 cars, so uh, biggest second biggest field of the night. Um, I was kind of hoping there'd be maybe three, four more, but I, I think this this division kind of started to plateau out at the end of last season, and it's kind of going through its little phase here, and I think we'll see quite a few more come the regular season, but um, no surprise, JCM Motorsports picked up the win, a little two-lap shootout between teammates and Chuck Rush getting up in the mix, made it very interesting, definitely a uh, definitely a fun race with Jim Snyder, who started ninth, give him credit, he came up through the field, and um, I'm sure he's happy that the the rumors that we talked about last week were just that, because uh, he picked up the win, and um, I, I hope that those guys understand that everything is cool there. Uh, everything's cool. I just, you know, no need to, no need to spread things. And I, I, I'm glad for their sake we got to race because they came out and dominated. Jim Snyder, your winner. Eddie Evans second. Chuck Rush third. Aaron Foy, great run in fourth. And Larry Masters, man, oh man, has that 54 car come a long way in in about a year i think larry's getting the hang of it and i i look forward to seeing i'm hoping he runs the full season because i'm looking forward to see um you know this got to give him a lot of confidence uh going forward so hopefully that'll help him ben say todd smith james paltrow uh you nail diaz cj creech your top 10 there in the bombers vintage cars i know i'm kind of blasting through this if you want a full comprehensive red eye review i i kind of covered everything more in depth in the hot lap on the new smyrna page um, I don't want to just sit here and do the same show twice. Um, vintage cars, good rebound from the end of last year. Um, good to see we're we're maybe on a plane where we can coexist now with, with some of this stuff. I, I think there's definitely room for improvement. And um, I, I think they have um, something coming up in the, the next couple of weeks that should iron some more things out and get these guys back to where they should be and, and where they have been in the past. Um, but still, 10 cars showed up. Pretty good, clean race. A couple of spins. Uh, Toby Smith, nose in the wall. Colin Smith spun out. Uh, there's one other spin. Um, Christopher Hatton and Tom Toronto put on a show, though, guys. The, the vintage cars, they they know what people think, and, and but yet they go out and put on some of the best racing. And, you know, call me a, a, a vintage car, you know, suck up, a kiss ass, whatever. I really don't care what you think of my analysis of a certain race. But if it's a good race, it's a good race. doesn't matter what type of car it is. Um, I, I, I'm here because I'm a race fan and I enjoy a good race when I see one. And, um, you know, it, maybe it wasn't 10 cars all under a blanket, you know, running the same speed like the late models. But what, what a great battle between Tom Toronto and Christopher Hatton. Christopher Hatton looked like he had the race won kind of knocked the, the car out of gear coming off the corner, got a little loose, tried to save it, knocked the car out of gear. Uh, Tom Toronto looks like he's going to cruise to his first win. Caution comes out, and then we get a photo finish. A photo finish out of the vintage cars, and Tom Toronto comes out victorious. His first ever win on the high banks. So definitely a cool story there for the vintage cars and, and Tom Toronto. Christopher Hatton was second. Chris Hatton, his father, was third. Tony Pereira, John Hatton, your top five there. Um, so now scrolling up to... The pro late models and the super late models, and we'll uh, we'll spend some time talking about these two races before we take our quick break, and then we move in uh, and hear from our guest Ricky Brooks. Um, pro late models, pretty good turnout. Um, we had thirteen officially show up. 
Um, I can think of three cars. I'm not even going to go look at the entry list because I'm going to I'm going to analyze this um, from memory. Um, we had at least three cars that were on the entry list that were a no show. Um, unfortunately, Stephen Reddit, uh, small budget team, and I mean that with all due respect. Um, you got to have money to run one of these things, but he's a smaller. T- he to- tows in with a with an open trailer. He usually has like one person helping him, and the person that was going to come out and help him. Uh, got sick, and I don't know if it was COVID or just uh, the whatever flu or bug might be going around. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, his help wasn't able to make it, so he he told me, and and I could tell based on his tone and his text that he was disappointed because he wanted to be there, but he knew that he couldn't. He, he in this event when when you do get some out of towners, it may be a little discouraging. Maybe maybe it would have been a little too much uh, by himself, so he wasn't able to make it. And I'm not going to take anything away from him. I know he'll be there for the regular season. Uh, and that's when we need the pros the most anyway to, to keep the shows uh, somewhere respectable. Um, we had, let's see, Ricky Moxie wasn't there. He never entered or anything, but Jeff Johnson was there, and those two have been pretty pretty close together. But I think Ricky um, went over to, I think Ricky was at Auburndale helping with the sportsman. So um, he sat this one out. Um, Michael Good was also on the entry list. He wasn't there, but I I did hear from Michael, and he's got a sportsman they're working on. So I, I think maybe he jumped the gun a little bit with the prolate deal, but uh, I'm hoping to see him at World Series with the sportsman. And um, so there there's a couple of guys, and then there was a a Skinner car. Um, I was told that Daniel Escoto was going to be there, and they had somebody else, uh, Matthew Kingsbury, making his debut out of Canada. A couple of Canadians here this week. So there was an extra Skinner car that I had kind of counted on maybe being there that wasn't there. I was thinking we were probably going to have um, 13 or 14 of these guys. And then we, we we did lose Morgan Hoover, who showed up with a new car. And the, the results say he was in a super late, but I saw him practicing with the pro. Hell, I don't know. Um, but there's, you know, there's three or four cars right there that could have given us at least 15 to start, uh, which would have been real good for a pro late uh, 50 lapper. So still, though, with the cars that were there, I really expected this race to be kind of a slobber knocker, but it was, it was very clean. It was, it was clean and green and it was a good hard race, man. Michael Hind, if he had set fast time in the race, I honestly believe that he would have been able to get through traffic and win the race. Uh, but getting stuck on the inside, zero cautions, making it tougher for him to make the passes. He wasn't able to get up there and, uh, win the race. He was able to finish second. He was closing on Brad May. He needed a yellow and I still don't quite know even if we had a yellow, Brad May likely would have chosen the outside. Michael would have been down on the inside unless he ran Brad up the track, which I don't think Michael's that kind of racer. Um, I, I still think Brad May would have won even in a th- two, three-lap shootout, whatever. Um, but, man, Michael Hind, really, really good in the pro late, and he has registered both the pro and the super for speed weeks. Um, I expect this year, with, with now like a full season of racing uh, under his belt at various racetracks uh, with the super and pro, I honestly believe that Michael Hind will be a threat to at least win, if not contend for a championship in the prolates for World Series. So keep your eye on Michael Hind. Uh, it was definitely good to see him out there. Brad May, though, did win. He continues to be the top dog. I mean, there were some good cars. Dustin Smith out of Alabama, Isabella Robusto driving for Donnie Wilson, um, all the Skinner cars with Cesar Baccarella out there. Um, th- there was some real good competition. Uh, even Jet Motorsports with Austin Samaro. Um, and, and Brad May is still your, your guy to beat. So congratulations to Brad. I thought this year it was going to be his chance to win the double, and he almost pulled it off. So let's look at the super late models, 10 cars. Definitely 
not the number I was hoping for, not the number I thought we were going to have going into the night. Um, I think our entry list had built up somewhere, uh, confirmed like 10 or 11 cars, but think about a pre-entry list when there's no entry fee, there's no commitment other than, you know, a handshake agreement, if you will. And I mean that again, I don't mean that like, Oh, well you can't trust any of these guys, but when the entries are open, I, I really just use that to help promote. And it's never a guarantee. Hell, it's not never a guarantee when they pay uh, to show up. Things happen, okay? And, and things did happen to several of our drivers. Michael um, Michael Atwell, who wanted to be there, um, I believe his grandfather called me and said, hey, we're coming. Then two days later said, hey, we're all sick and we can't make it now. And um, that, that that was a shame. Michael Atwell, I believe, would have had a top five run for sure and been in the mix. Um, Jamie Sullivan, uh, she had an offer to go drive somebody's monster truck. And she took that offer because it's one of those, you know, Godfather moments, offer you can't refuse. So she went and did that. Uh, Charlie Ayers, he reached out to me personally and said he was going to be there, but uh, his plans changed. He wasn't able to make it. Doug Elliott brought a brand new super late model out. And then um, he crashed in like lap one of practice. Um, Morgan Hoover was a DNS. And then there was like one other guy on the, on the list that didn't make it. So there's, you know, I thought we're going to be right where we have been and, and modestly with a 50 lap, super late model race. That's what we've come to expect. And, you know, people are saying, I'll oh, go back to the hundred. Yeah. You might get two or three more guys, but I, I honestly think that it, unless it is like, you know, the biggest race in the world, it's just not going to pull like it did even three, four years ago. I, I, I think 14 to 15 is, you know, about what I expected. And we were a little short and, um, I, I definitely appreciate JD McClary showing up last minute to add to the field. Um, but, you know, hey, the, the field was down this year. Worked to get it back up next year. Uh, honestly, you sprinkle those other three, four cars in there, it would have been the same race, guys. It, it honestly would have been the same race. The, the way the super late models are right now, once they get strung out, I mean, unless a tire goes down or, you know, somebody actually spins somebody out, they're, they're, it's going to be clean and green racing. You, you'll see it come speed weeks. And I'm not saying the races are going to be boring during speed weeks. The speed weeks is a whole different animal. The races typically are a little bit shorter, uh, there's, you know, four or five, 35 lappers, a couple hundred lappers and a 50. Um, so there's not, you know, it's a whole different sense of urgency. It's speed weeks. It's, um, you know, fatigue sets in things. Look at last year, pretty clean racing. And then had a big wreck before, uh, even before the hundred lapper at the end of the series. So, um, and, and that's what we saw another clean race, 50 laps, clean and green. And yeah, there was only 10 cars. So, uh, everybody wasn't all over each other, but the, man, the, the top nine cars all stayed on the lead lap. So it was a close field when everybody's running relatively the same speed and they get spread out. It's kind of like, you know, in NASCAR, five, six, seven laps after a restart, everybody kind of gets their own space. They get in clean air, they run their own laps. And unless your car is, you know, severely falling off, it's, it's hard to make a pass. And, or, or unless you're stuck in the field with brand new tires working your way up, you know, there's not going to be much passing. And that's kind of what we saw. And it's not a knock on the super lates. It's just the nature of the beast. I mean, nobody really, let's see, position five through 10 basically didn't change positions in the race minus Connor Jones and Michael Hind at the back of the field. Uh, Brad May got the jump from the pole. He led early and it looked like, you know, man, Brad May is going to run away with this thing. But Bubba Pollard, that was a pretty pass. That was such a pretty pass. He set Brad May up and he got to his inside coming off turn number four, drag race down the front straightaway, cleared him in turn one, and that was it. I thought 
when he got to his inside in three and four, I thought we were setting up for a lengthy battle because I, I figured Brad up on the outside, preferred groove, all the momentum, very important with the super late models to be up up there and use all the racetrack to hold guys off on the inside. And on the inside, you get tight, and it's it's hard to get the throttle down. And But Bubba, man, he was able to make it stick and make the pass on Brad May and, yeah, maybe cheated us. Uh, you know, I... I Surprisingly enough, Bubba Pollard, he came up to me and said, hey, was that, was that your podcast where you were going off on everybody? And so Bubba listens, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say Bubba robbed us of a, a, a duel there, but, man, I, I thought we were setting up for an epic battle there. But Bubba said, nope, I've come to win, took advantage of it, and, um, man, he he went to town on, I think it was lap seven or eight, took the lead, never looked back, and uh, it was great to see. He kind of rebound. Um, I, I talked to John Collard, who used to work for Bubba a little bit this week. And, um, you know, I kind of asked him, I'm like, you know, what, what, why has he been struggling? And it was, it, and John said it had mostly, and Bubba, you know, hey, if you're listening, you want to uh, correct me. I, I, I don't claim to know everything, but I was talking to John and he said, you know, the change of manufacturer and uh, that, that kind of, you know, threw him a curveball last year, but I think they're right back on top of their game. And uh, it was good to see Bubba and the TM Ranch car in victory lane. Um, would have loved to have gotten him on here for an interview for you guys. Uh, I did reach out, but um, Bubba's a busy man. Um, Bubba, like I said, if you are listening and you ever have time to do an interview, please get in touch with us uh, through the Facebook page. I'll gladly set one up. Um, I know people love to hear from you. But what I am going to do is Sunshine State Racing did capture Victory Lane. So I'm going to replay that. It's a quick two-minute interview I'm going to record that, and I'm going to play that for you in case you didn't hear it yet. I thought it was a great interview. He actually had a lot to say without dragging it on. So um, I am going to play Bubba's Victory Lane interview before we take a break uh, for our our sponsors here before we go to the second half of the show with Ricky Brooks. Um, But congratulations to Bubba Pollard, now a three-time Red Eye winner. He is the first to, yes, I believe this is correct. He's the first to win in both the 100-lap and 50-lap formats. Third career win, two in the 100-lap format, first in the 50. So congratulations to Bubba. Brad May was second. Jesse Dutilly, man, oh, man. Fast qualifier two years in a row, just can't quite get up through the field. Uh, He was a lot happier about it this year, though. So Jesse Dutilly comes from fourth on the starting grid after setting fast time with the invert of four uh, to finish in third. Jesse Love was fourth in the Donnie Wilson car, Man, I'm telling you, if Jesse Love comes to Speed Weeks racing for Donnie Wilson, look out. They'll get it figured out over the the course of nine nights. They will be a threat, if not for the championship, to win at least a couple of races. Uh, Our buddy Daniel Dye, hometown hero, he was fifth. Bobby Good, sixth. Jackson Boone, seventh. Connor Jones, Michael Hind, and J.D. McClary. That was your field. So overall, before we move in um, to the break here, uh, overall, very clean red eye, just four cautions and seven features. Um, five of the seven races went caution free. Uh, the bombers were almost caution free if it wasn't for a flat tire. So a very clean night of racing. I know the car counts were down. Um, and I know that's what some people are going to dwell on. Um, I, I had fun, definitely had fun. Loved having Jack come up in the booth, uh, to add some color commentary I want to do that. Uh, if I see racers kind of hanging out in the grandstands that I know have a little bit of a personality and wouldn't be, you know, I, I don't want to throw anybody to the wolves and make them feel obligated, but I, I know Jack, he's got a YouTube channel. He's comfortable in that situation, so that's why I invited him in. 
Um, if anybody ever wants to come up and add some color to a race, I'm not going to make you come up and be a lead commentator and do my job. But if you want to come up and, um, you know, be part of the show, call a race, um, you know, add some insight, do an interview, any of that stuff, I, I welcome it. So, um, I had a lot of fun. I, I had fun hanging out afterwards. You know, it's, you, you know, you're having a fun night when you're the last one out of the gates locking up and talking to multiple people. And it wasn't like I was just sitting around, uh, Oh, well this, this night could have been better. Hell yeah. It could have been better. Every night could have been better, but I, I'm glad race season has begun. It was a fun six week off season. Um, looking forward to looking forward to speed weeks, man. It's building up to be pretty decent. Got a few more super late model entries than the last time we talked to you guys. Um, have an update coming tomorrow on the entry list there. Uh, tour mods over 30, 602 mods over 20. Prolate solidly building uh, Florida Modifieds. I think it'll be better than last year. Um, it might not be the best, but it'll be better than last year. Um, definitely looking forward to all that. Of course, we'll be covering it extensively here on the show. Um, I think we have plans to cover the Rick Sermon's Memorial, uh, Mod Mini, Super Mod Mini, Late Model mini stock race coming up at citrus in a couple of weeks um so all that is coming up but uh we're gonna hear bubba pollard's interview and then we're gonna take a short break and hear from our sponsors before we welcome ricky brooks to the show stay tuned We needed to win. We, uh, we had a tough season last year. We didn't just do a lot. And, uh, uh, we just kept working. And uh, that's all I can do. Just can't take my guys enough. Uh, TM Ranch, man, it's just a sponsor. You know, have been here for 35 years today. And just lucky to be able to have a friendship with these guys and, and, uh, and their TM race cars. So it's pretty cool. But uh, there's a lot of people that make tours to your race cars. They worked hard uh, the last year. Uh, to get us where we need to be, build some new race cars and horse cars, and it took a while, but uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. I just say so, and you know, after the season you guys had last year, you probably think, man, I just want to go knock the rust off. What a better way to do it than bring team race back to the lane here at East Park? Is it still just as special with these colors that are going here? It is, it's always, especially here, you know. Uh, I hope I can just uh, win as half as any race of the day Roger did here, so. It is special, but I think when I've been racing late models, I was doing some like 20 years, I'm 34 years old, and uh, I was nervous as hell as a kid. Uh, and that's bad because I've been racing a long time, going on racing, I was nervous as hell. Well, it is a humbling story, you know, you think you're out of the top of the world, you're out here with a number of stuff a couple of years ago, and you go through all, all the stuff that's a problem with your relationship, and last year you started working, like, you're just getting bored, and you showed up. You gotta do it all the time, especially when I run some of these guys, like the 26, you know, they just want to go on dirt. Brad, he gets around here as much as anybody, and uh, you can't uh, ask for a better guy to race with side by side. He got me on that start, and uh, I caught me sleeping a little bit. But, um, yeah, Jesse, you know, it's good. Not many cars, but definitely there's four or five cars there that's, that's pretty good everywhere they go. So it means a lot to win, especially DM and all these guys. want to take this opportunity to once again thank our episode sponsors our good friends frank and holly from button racing 
coming on board to support the show. Also, want to give a shout-out once again to Jacked Racing on Facebook and Turning Left with Skinny and Scoot on Facebook. Those are this episode's supporting sponsors. Of course, uh, Frank and Holly. Uh, Frank, a former racer, and uh, they've kind of turned car owner. I think they have some fun plans coming up for the 2022 season and uh, definitely appreciate their support with what we do here. And we look forward to perhaps covering uh, some good things from Button Racing coming up this year. And again, we want to give a shout out to Jack Hall and Jacked Racing for coming up into the announcer's booth, putting himself out there a little bit. And I wanted to give his YouTube channel a little bit of a pop here. So make sure you go on there, like, and subscribe. Follow him with his new pro truck endeavor here for 2022. And make sure you go on there, also on YouTube, and uh, find Turn a Left with Skinny and Scoot. Um, Skinny, or uh, Kenny Roth, as some of you may know him, or you know him as Skinny. Either way, he's got some great racing adventures coming up this year as uh, Scoot or Greg Dame looks to move up to the E-Mod division. I think Skinny's going to be hanging out with the Spears gang this year, doing some unique uh, behind-the-scenes type documentary videos. So make sure you follow all those guys there and look out for Button Racing and uh, support our sponsors. Um, you know, they uh, they help make the show go on, really, in the support of all you listeners um, also helps. So make sure you like and support the Racing with Ryan Facebook page. Make sure you go on there, interact. We'd love to hear your comments and what you'd like to hear on upcoming shows. We'll post pictures of where you're at so you know what to uh, expect on the next show. So thank you guys so very much for listening. And we'll get into the second half of the show. We have the interview with Ricky Brooks to talk about the Wheelman series coming right up. (laughs) All right, so we are going to welcome to the show now uh, Ricky Brooks from the Wheelman series. Ricky, thanks for taking some time uh, to be on the show. No problem. Thank you for following me. Absolutely. So um, you had the first race of the newly revamped Wheelman series this past Saturday, and kind of like I was just telling you, I figured we'd go straight to the source to hear about how the race went since we weren't able to be there. Um, so coming from you, how was the first race? Uh, all in all, I was real pleased with the car count. Uh, if everybody had a showed up that pre-entered, would have had 34 cars. We had some that had issues come up. We only had 27 cars, which was great for the first race. Um, the entire day went very well. The racers was uh, accepted everything real well. Not a lot of issues. And then uh, we put helmets on, and nobody seemed to look past the left front hood pin. Uh, yeah, I, I heard there was. I heard there was just, quite a few cautions. Yes, we we had one long stretch there, but it's just a lot of. A lot of pushing and gouging, and um, that's got to change. We gotta, we gotta get more respect for each other. That's that's about my only complaint for the weekend. Is just we we've gotta we've gotta clean it up. Yeah, and I I saw online, you know, good car count, and um, over at Auburndale, tight little bull ring. You expect some ruffled fenders and some contact and some cautions. Last sports and race I saw over there was. Uh, pretty much the same. It was a couple green laps, then a caution, a couple green laps, then a caution. So um, I, I know that's probably not what you wanted, but going in and being around Auburndale for as long as you have, you probably expected a little bit of that. I expected a little bit of it, but nowhere near what we had there. 
but now, now after getting the first one under my belt, I'm, I'm going to put out some changes this week. Um, nothing, nothing too major. going to be a couple rule modifications and a couple procedure changes going into the next event at, at uh, Citrus. And that's with the goal of cleaning it up a little bit and actually having these guys race a little more? 100%. Yeah. And I just I wanted to ask, do you think it was a product of being the first race of the year with this new regime in place? Or do you think it was just, you know, that's Auburndale Speedway. It's tough to pass. Everybody's right on top of each other. Or do you just think it was drivers overdriving? Uh, I, the, the, the field's tight, but yes, I, I feel like it's just drivers overdriving, not giving each other respect. Uh, they can't blame the racetrack. They can't blame me for the way things went. I mean, we've seen some really good races there and super late model and trucks and everything else. So there's no reason we can't have a good race, even in the sportsman's. Uh, Rex does a good job with the racetrack, and he sprays it. There's it's, there's two racing grooves there, so there's really no sense in it. I mean, actually, we had some three-wide racing there the other night, so... I mean, I, I've been over there uh, a few times lately, and I've seen uh, – I'm going to use the pier stocks for an example. Uh, I saw one race that was just absurd. It was caution after caution after caution. Then they had a big 75-lapper with the charity race weekend, and that was actually a spectacular race. So you're exactly right. You can have good racing over there if, if people just don't, you know, drive o- over their heads and drive crazy. I, I'm glad you brought up the respect thing because I, I feel like especially there where a little bit of contact is expected, you've you got to respect the people and not flat dump them and, and take them out. you got to maybe bump them out of the way a little bit to get your groove. But um, from from what I kind of observed from from the bleachers, if you will, I, it was kind of excessive with the, with the yellows and, and stuff like that. Yes, I I got my first one under my belt now, and and it's gonna get it's gonna get tightened up on. If we have to black few black flag and park a few people, that's what we're gonna have to do. Yeah, because we can't leave every week. Even though I've scheduled them like a month apart, we can't leave every weekend that we race with people needing to put bodies on their cars because it's gonna run people off, and, and I'm just not gonna put up with it. Yeah, and you don't want we, that. You we, we've worked. We've worked too hard to get a purse that's worth racing for, mm-hmm. and the, we got structure there. I'm not saying they didn't have structure before because they did, but we we just got to have the structure and the respect for each other. So the other thing I wanted to uh, to bring up the the race actually only went 63 of the 75 scheduled laps, and I know from working at Auburndale. Uh, over the last couple of months, um, they do have time limits. And I will be honest, that threw me off the first time I was announcing over there and they stopped the race like three laps short. And, and then the scores came up like, oh, there's a time limit. And I, I had no idea until that happened. So I, I saw a lot of people online like, oh, it didn't even go the distance, blah, blah, blah. Is that something that's in the wheelman rules or is that a track rule that was followed last week? Actually, uh, we didn't follow our time limit. Uh, we finished 67 laps, I believe it was. Um, I told them on the radio, on the race receivers, I said, if we have one more caution, 
we're going green, white, checkered. Okay. Because because a it had went way too long. The fans don't want to sit there and continuously see that, and I wasn't tearing up any other race cars. So I got you. I I made the call to I I called it over the the radio, and when the next yellow come out, I went green, white, checkered. That okay. Was, that was one hundred percent my call. That that makes sense because, like I said, I knew that Auburndale does have the time limit uh, specification in there. And I saw some chatter online. Oh, well, that's, you know, Auburndale Speedway does that. So that, that's why I'm glad we have you on the line. That way we can, you know, kind of squash any of the people thinking what they want to think sort of deal. So um, I, but, there, will, there will be a time limit uh, put in place from here on out. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you know, it's, going to, it's going to be 80 minutes. If we can't run 75 laps in 80 minutes, there's a problem. Absolutely. And, you know, for the longevity of the series, you, like you said, you, you don't want these people leaving with torn up race cars every week. You, you want to see some good hard racing, but, man, cars getting torn up constantly, it, that's not good racing either. I mean, you know, good car count, that, that's one thing, but running over each other and wrecking, in my opinion, that's not good racing. Well, what the racers need to understand is, is, is they're in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And they need to entertain the fans to where the fans wants to come back because we can sit here and say without racers we don't have something, but without the fans in the grandstands, the racetrack can't survive. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, how did you get involved with the Wheelman series? What what was uh, the the thing that got you interested in kind of taking over that series? Uh, I was approached last January about starting another series. And I told him that I thought Steve was wanting to get get out of it for uh, to spend time with his family, and I thought John was in the same boat. And I told him I didn't think it was smart to start another series. And so I approached Steve about taking over the Wheelman series, and we worked it out. And that's pretty much where it's at. Oh, very good. I mean, I, I've been a huge fan of the Wheelman series over the past few years, and made it out to quite a few of them and I'm, I'm hopeful to make it, uh, to a couple this year when, uh, when schedules line up. Um, I, I really wish I could have been to the first one, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I mean, hindsight 2020 here. I, I wish I could have been there. Uh, it looked like you guys had, we're, we're going to have a good field and you did And the race in Auburndale is always fun. I love being over there when I can. Um, so I'm hopeful to make the, uh, the next few. Now, um, you told me that, uh, um, you're headed over to California. So what's on the what's on the slate for you next? Uh, well, I'm in California now. We we got a race at Havasu, Nevada this weekend uh, for the modifieds. Now is that dirt uh, modifieds or asphalt? This is uh, SRL modifieds. Spears okay. Modifieds out west asphalt. The group I work for out here. Gotcha, gotcha, and that's the one you're bringing. Um, you, you're bringing that over to the east side with the late models this year, correct? Uh, well, that's what's out here is SRL Spears Southwest Tour. Okay. Uh, so what's what's happening back east is I was starting a late model series, and then the guys out here with the SRL asked about partnering up with me. So we we've partnered in the east, and it's uh, SRL National. So we partnered up for that. We're doing six sanctioned events this year. And then next year we have bigger plans. 
All right. Well, that's a that's a good starting point. And I know the uh, the first race is coming up here in February. And uh, you've given fans here w- with this deal. Uh, for those who like late models, they're going to have a big late model show. And for those that like modifieds, well, they'll be able to have their modified show. You've given you've given the opportunity to every kind of fan to go out and see whatever kind of racing they want this February. Yeah, I mean, there were some people beating me up because it was during speed weeks, but Cameron already had that race at Citrus scheduled. Yeah. And and we just stepped in and made the race uh, pay a little bit more. Uh, a, we wanted to have an event in Florida. Yep. And it's helping Cameron get to where he wanted to with the purse, maybe a little bit more. That race is paying 15000 to win. That's good money. dollars to start for a 125 lap super race. That's good money. And I mean, there's no supers over at, at New Smyrna during Speed Weeks that night. So the late model guys can go race there. They can come back over if they wish and they can go make some good money over there. And all the modified fans, well, they've got they've got their thing. I, I you know, I heard everything from, from everybody when that was scheduled and I looked at it and I said, Hey, they're doing what they have to do and it's not like you know, it was, oh, they scheduled on top. What? what? We're, we're not running late models that night. So, like like I said, it gives everybody a, a choice that night. If you don't like modifieds, then you got a big late model race you can go to. So, it's win-win for everybody. And uh, if anything, personally, I'm hopeful that uh, maybe some of those guys that go to the late model race over there will then come and run the big track afterwards. Could work well, out both ways. that's the goal. It's, it's not trying to step on anybody's toes or, or discredit anybody. We're just trying to help help short track racing absolutely absolutely that's what at the end of the day that's that's what it's all about and uh you know i i just figured i'd i'd bring it up because i i just you know me i i I hear all the things everybody's always trying to you know oh this guy's doing that and this guy's doing that and i i really don't think that's the the deal i think you know especially uh especially in florida we're all trying to do the the same thing run race cars and and have big events it's 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 just part of the game so um one you know me well enough i'm not trying to hurt hurt nobody it's like with the wheelman everybody in the state of florida was offered a wheelman race yep and i made the schedule the way it's made yeah that's that everybody's got a right to do what they want to do and 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 i everybody was offered something and and they chose their direction so exactly you got to respect that and I'll be honest with you, there's a, a track on there that I'm surprised isn't on there. But like you said, you offered everybody uh, the option. You told them what the deal is. And, you know, I, I, I think it's a good starting point. And it, it seems to be successful to start. We'll get the, the racers calmed down a little bit and uh, keep moving forward with it. And I, I think it'll grow next year. I mean, I'm sure that's what you want out of it. Yes, the, the ultimate goal is for that deal to grow and, and get more exposure and make it better for the racers absolutely so when it when and where is the next wheelman race it's at citrus february 19th well hopefully we can get those guys settled down and they they usually put on a good show over there i i don't know if it's because they got a little more room over there or what but it should be a great show well i i really hope it is yeah well i i feel like you're gonna get in their heads a little bit and uh kind of get them pointed in the right direction that's the that's the main goal. We'll, we'll see. One way or another, we're going to get there. Absolutely, Ricky. I want to uh, thank you for taking some time to come on the show, and um, I wish I, I wish the series the best of luck. And hopefully, 
uh, we can get some more tracks on the on the schedule next year and help it uh, help it grow. Yes, sir. All right, Ricky. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right, man. Bye. All right. We want to thank uh, Ricky Brooks once again for coming on the show. Um, I know his time is very important, so um, definitely again want to want to thank him. He was making his trip out to California, so I'm glad we were able to arrange a time to uh, to get together and do that and to get the insight from him on the Wheelman Race because uh, pretty much everything I gathered and even everything I, I had to say in the interview wasn't 100% correct, but again, everything I gathered from the race was kind of from little snippets here and there on Facebook, and um, I just wanted to highlight some of the main points, and I, I loved some of his explanations, you know, with, with the, the time limit thing, and I brought up my own experiences at Auburndale with that kind of throwing me for a loop. So I'm just thinking some of the fans in the stands are probably like, wait, a time limit. So I'm glad that, that Ricky was able to straighten out. Yeah. Hey, I, I made that decision to try to save some, some of this equipment. We've been going long enough. Um, you know, these guys are running over each other. We need to, to save some cars. So it was Ricky's decision, Ricky's, you know, race control for Wheelman series. Uh, he's not just the, the organizer or whatever you want to call him. So um, you know, just great insight there. And, you know, some of the plans that he has for the series. And it, I, the reason I brought up, you know, adding more tracks is I, as I see the comments, oh, you might as well call this the, the Citrus and Auburndale series. And, and Ricky is, is correct. He went to every track and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. Do you want to be a part of it? And, and I know that New Smyrna, um, they entertained the idea and um, they want to see how it plays out first. And, hey, that's their prerogative. Look at 417. They had three or four wheelman races, something like that, last year. And they're not on the schedule. That was the track I was referring to that I was surprised wasn't on the schedule. It wasn't New Smyrna. I, I would have been surprised to see New Smyrna on the schedule because um, I know they can be trepidatious sometimes with with series. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I loved, you know, the the things Ricky has to say because he he will not hold back. You know, if you're wrong about something – he will correct you. Um, and he told us the things that we wanted to know or that I picked up on through social media that we wanted to get cleared up. And, um, man, it's kind of like I brought up the last wheelman race that I went to, the 100 lapper. It was absolutely crazy. It was just like the race that they had to start. So, um, and I'm sure Ricky knew that and didn't need to be told that or anything, but, uh, you know, it was it was good to hear it from Ricky himself. Um, like I said on, on this show, I've maybe been critical about certain calls. I, I'll be critical about certain calls I disagree with, no matter who's in race control. Um, but uh, again, th- those were not bash Ricky Brooks podcasts. So I'm glad we were able to get him on the show, so I could I could prove that, if you will. Uh, man, I like I told Ricky, I I wish I could have been there. Uh, to see this race because they had a great turnout, 27 cars. I, I sounded to me like, you know, he was trying to back up the fact that they didn't get 30-plus that that registered. That's always going to happen. I mean, it happened to us at Red Eye. We just didn't have the uh, the depth to, to make up for cars that didn't show up. But to have 27 cars show up for the first race of the season, the offseason wasn't that long. I mean, I'm honestly surprised. I, I have a better understanding now when Ricky said – um, you know, we have a race about once a month. It makes more sense to me. I was kind of like, man, if they would have started like a month later, maybe some more guys would have their stuff together. 
Um, but they'll know for next year, hey, it's about one race a month or every three weeks or whatever it's going to be. And that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of things that, that Ricky had to say in that interview that made a lot of sense. And um, for, for those of you that maybe don't know Ricky as as well, um, he he's all over the place, man. He will work anywhere. He will take any opportunity to be involved in motorsports. One of the one of the best things he had to say in that interview is, hey, the things I'm trying to do, you know, whether some people like them or not or want to say this and that, is I'm trying to help short track racing. And Ricky's been doing this a long time. And whether you like him or not, he definitely does that. And that's that's his main goal, whether you think he's hard or, you know, doesn't do it the way that you think he should. That's all he's trying to do. And and I, I know that his, his end with, with New Smyrna was not, ceremonious at all it, it didn't go well uh some people couldn't see eye to eye and that typically happens in racing but i i will give ricky and uh those at new smyrna props for at least taking the time to be able to entertain the idea of the wheelman series and and trying to you know not necessarily bury the hatchet but at least be fair because that's that's very important in racing is that you're fair whether you get along with somebody or not you've got to be fair in in you know, Ricky's saying what he had to say about the schedule. Um, I, I I really can respect that. And, you know, I, I hope he doesn't feel like any of my questions. I was trying to be like, oh, well, you're, you scheduled a bunch of stuff on top of New Smyrna. No, it wasn't that at all. This is a whole separate thing than anything at, at New Smyrna. And I just wanted to, to pick his brain. And even I now have a better insight. I mean, I brought up the the late model race up against the, the wheel and tour race. He all he, had, he he said exactly the answer that anybody needed to hear is, hey, Cameron already had a late model race scheduled for that night, and I just had an opportunity to start this new series and add to the event. So it wasn't like Ricky Brooks just said, hey, I'm starting this new series, and I'm going to do it directly on top of Speed Weeks. No, he approached Cameron over at Citrus Speedway, Cameron Ray, and said, you know, hey, let me let me help make this race you know, better. And it's an awesome, awesome setup. 15,000 to win, 1,000 to start for 24 cars, plus a non-qualifiers race. That's awesome. That That's, I mean, what more could a short track racer in this day and age really ask for? They're going to have a hell of a turnout over there. It's going to be a hell of a race. And, um, you know, if I could be there, I I, I would want to be at that race. I, I You guys know me. I love to travel the different tracks. I'm, you know, New Smyrna Speedway is my home track, but I love to travel and get to other tracks. In our interview, when Ricky said, oh, the the next race for Wheelman is at Citrus on the 19th, I'm thinking, oh, I can go to that, not realizing that, you know, I had my mindset on, um, you know, uh, Speed Week starts on the 11th, that's the next week, and thinking, oh, yeah, I can I can go to that, thinking it was the week after Speed Weeks, just because uh, three-hour time difference. So, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I, I hope that that interview gives you a little more insight into maybe some of the things that went down in the wheelman race and, and Ricky's plans with the series going forward and how he hopes to expand and how everybody uh, had an opportunity to be included. And and I think that going forward, if if this series is successful, more tracks will come on board. They they have a, a, a trip up north out of town, out of state this year. And I asked Ricky um, after, after we had finished the interview because it was running kind of long, uh, I, I said, how do you feel about the, the race out of state? Do you think people will travel? And he said, it's it's part of such a big show that that people are going to be there and it's going to be big. And I, and I think I, I could see this becoming, um, uh, you know, a Southeast regional type series that, that could work out. So 
Um, again, thanks to Ricky for, for coming on, giving that insight. And I, I hope he doesn't feel like I was trying to set him up, uh, uh, on any questions about anything that corresponds with the same dates as New Smyrna. Cause that definitely wasn't the point. Uh, he, he said it, he said it best, you know, we all got to do what we have to do. And I'm a huge proponent of that. We can't, as well as we all want to play nice together, it's not always going to line up and some things are going to cross. And, you know, Rick, Ricky, if Ricky wanted it to be intentional, Ricky would have said, well, you know, I'm not a part of Speed Weeks anymore. And um, I, I decided to do this race because I feel like I could do it better. And if Ricky felt that way, he would have said that. So, because uh, I, I know how Ricky Brooks is. He shoots from the hip, guys. So, um, quickly, before we wrap up this edition of the podcast, um, I, I haven't seen much on the race. And pretty much what I learned from it was through Ricky in the interview. And that's why I got the idea, you know, uh, to, to reach out to him instead of, you know, so, someone in the grandstands or something like that over at Auburndale. I figured I'd go straight to the source. And I think that's the best way to, to cover the race. And, you know, cause I was, I was a little surprised. Well, I saw, I saw the results, 63 laps or 67 laps, whatever it was. I, the, the actual laps don't really matter. Um, uh, the fact is the race was cut short a, a little bit and Ricky cleared it up. It wasn't the, it wasn't because of the time limit at the track. It wasn't because there's some wheelman rule, which now there is going to be going forward. Uh, you live and learn from the first race. And, um, you know, Ricky just decided to, hey, we, we've seen enough wreck and let's let's finish this thing. And at the end of the day, when the dust settled, it was Jake Perkins again on top. And, man, Jake has had a, a good resurgence. I know he's been around a while, race sportsman, late models, what have you. Uh, but the last few years, I always see his name when the wheelman series comes to town. Up around the top, when he races, he is right up in the mix. And, um, it looks like, uh, looking at the results here, he started second. So I feel like qualifying and the invert was a, a big deal because it kept your nose clean in, in a race where not many people could keep their nose clean. I mean, I, I saw a dust up between Tim Sozio, Devin McLeod. I saw a lot of people talking, Oh, this was, that was his fault. You know, that was Devin's fault. That was Sozio's fault. I mean, it just seems like everybody's running into everybody. So, uh, like Ricky said, a little, little more respect, and, and I think we can go a long way with, with the series. Um, so another incident with Chad Rutherford. It looks like the yellow came out, and he, like, went straight and bounced off another car. And I, I don't know what the circumstances of that deal was, but I saw some things that were just kind of like, wow, I see where why Ricky's big point of contention was respect. Um, I, obviously, I, I wasn't there, so I can't pinpoint other, any other moments than what I saw on Facebook and I'm not calling anybody out, but it did look like there was some, some rough driving out there. And, you know, I just chalk it up to the first race of the year, maybe a little butterflies. Everybody's trying to impress everybody. You know, this, when, when things change hands, like they have in the wheelman series, you always want to want to show out a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, just to kind of sum it all up, great car count, great turnout which you can always expect 20 plus cars with a wheel man. Uh, I was talking to somebody who said, well, if they don't get 50 cars a race, then, you know, for that payout, I, I, I think, you know, yeah, that sounds great on paper, but you, all you need, especially at Auburndale, Citrus, 417, hell, even New Smyrna, you know, 24, 25, 30 cars, it's pretty much all you need. You get more than that and you're just, you're bound to have a wreck fest until you thin out the field. And uh, I'm not saying every race is going to be a wreck fest. I think Ricky will set them straight for sure. Um, he even said, if we got to start black flagging people, we will, that'll help clean it up because people will get DQ'd. But 
again, Ricky don't Ricky's not saying all this to try to run people off, scare people off. He just he he wants to see good racing because I'm sorry, um, you know, yeah, maybe a, a ten car race isn't very exciting, but man, a 30, 35 car race where it's wreck after wreck, that's not exciting either. That gets old real fast. Um, you know, I like a good bit of drama from time to time. I like, I, I like racing that results in contact and maybe a spin. I, I hate seeing cars get destroyed. I've, you know, I've gotten to know so many of you guys over the past few years. I, I used to be that fan that was like, yeah, wrecks, woohoo, wrecks are awesome. They can be spectacular. They can be dramatic. They can add, that oh my goodness moment that uh, you know people live for, but you don't want to see it just constantly. You know, maybe maybe you see a good one at the end and you're like, wow, that was you know that that whole race built up to that crescendo right there. Um, but you don't want to see wreck after wreck after wreck. You want to see good racing, and, and I know the sportsman drivers in that field are capable of doing that, and and I know that they'll they'll get it figured out. But um, you know. Definitely, as I told Ricky, looking forward to getting out there to a couple of races that, uh, you know, if we get a rain out or things get moved around and we have an off week or um, whatever reason I, I can get away and get up to a wheelman race, bet that I'll be there and I'll, I'll cover the race on the podcast and I'll give my honest thoughts and I'll be following it um, even if just through Facebook. You know, I'm not going to have Ricky on the show every week. He's he's too busy for that. Um, but uh you know, we'll cover and we'll see where things go. They started off with 27 cars. That's a, that's a good start. I definitely see it growing throughout the year. I see comers and goers. I looked at the points from last year. I talked about this on another show I did. Um, you know, it just seems like not everybody is focused on running 100% of the points races. So you're going to see comers and goers. You're going to see different cars at different tracks. But I, the series looks very healthy. And I think that moving forward, it will get healthier. And I think these other tracks that maybe were a bit hesitant this year might look into it. I'd love to, I'd love to get Wheelman at least back on for governor's cup and bring that sports and race back to life. Um, that's if, if I was in charge and, you know, had the budget to do just one race, I'd put it on governor's cup or do it at the world series. Um, you know, if the track is worried, you know, they got to cover the payout and this and that, and Hey, I understand protect your assets. Um, I'd love to see Wheelman at least once. I'd love to see them race at least once at every track in the state even five flag speedway. I, I'd love to see it go up there. Love to see it back at 417. Love to see it at New Smyrna, get some variety. Um, hell, I'd love to see it at Orlando Speed World. And I know that's a long shot too. Uh, I, I, I've been a huge fan of the sportsman division since I got into short track racing. Um, the LKQ Superstocks, man, they one of the first races I saw when I got back into it, they stole my heart. The sportsman, I've always thought there's such a cool division. There's, there's, you know, ingenuity you can put into the bodies of the car. Um, you know, when I first got into it, there was that transition from the, you know, ABC late model style body to the wedge body cars. And now most of the cars are on the wedge bodies, but every one has its slight differences. It's not like a template late model car where they're all the same. And the only thing different is the wrap and maybe, excuse me, maybe the color of your rims. At least with the sportsman, you, you've got some some tw- th- some things, some differences you can make to make them unique and, and to make them your own. And I, I love that. So I'm a huge fan of sportsman cars in general, whether it be a, you know, 25-lap feature at New Smyrna or a wheelman race over at Citrus or uh, Auburndale. It, I, I think they're great cars. I, 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 I hope that some of the things that people are saying about, you know, th- this is going to ruin other, you know, divisions – People are going to want to go race wherever they want to go race. And those that can run 
multiple types of cars are going to run multiple types of cars. People worried about, oh, you're going to leech from the late model pool because now they can go run a sportsman for maybe a little bit less money and make more money. They're still going to have their late models too. I think this just helps get more cars built and gives people more opportunity to go race. So that's kind of my thoughts there. Congratulations to Jake Perkins on picking up the win off to a hot start this year. Kevin Macy, who's very, very good at Auburndale. He finished second. Brandon Morris, another guy. Um, seen him win many times over at Auburndale. He was third. Um, I, I think he've... I, I would love to have been able to interview him because the, the last time I interviewed him at Auburndale, he won the race and he was pissed off. So I can only imagine how he felt about finishing third. Uh, Ricky Anderson, fourth. LJ Grimm, putting fenders on and getting the top five. Adam Briggs, sixth. Scott Bramlett, seventh. Devin McLeod, eighth. Steve Barnes, how about that? Old Steve, the mad scientist. We've had him on the show before. He survives and comes home with a nice top 10. Tim Sozio, 10th. Cody Crucker, Tyler Schofield, Chad Rutherford, Chris Huntoon, and Keith Lilly, your top 15 out of 27. So very interesting start to the Wheelman series. And um, hey, you heard it all from the boss, Ricky Brooks. Going to look to clean it up and uh, get for a better better race next time out and again they will be at the citrus county speedway on february the 19th again another um, another big night of racing that week if you want to see late models you've got options if you want to see sportsman wheelman series racing you've got options well uh, man i'm telling you speed week's gonna be crazy I, I probably won't be able to cover every single thing but i will do my best to at least uh you know pull up the results and kind of rehash some things and I'll do what i can hey i'm only one person on this thing and I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Ricky Brooks. Um, definitely one of the, definitely the highest profile interview we've had on here so far. And I really appreciate his time. Appreciate all of our sponsors. I appreciate all the help from uh, from Kenny Roth and, and Jack Hall this weekend. Appreciate uh, everybody who came out to race at New Smyrna. Um, man, I just I just had a fun time, and I can't thank you guys enough for uh, helping provide that for me and giving me some content on the show. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Shout out to all my haters out there, all my trolls. Appreciate the content there as well. Um, you know, haters are motivators, and it's definitely uh, motivating to me when uh, when people come out of the woodworks like that. I love it. Love it. So um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'll be honest with you. Uh, next week, we are going to take a break. Uh, nothing really going on in the racing world for us. We will be at the New Smyrna Banquet. I'll be hosting that for the fifth or sixth straight year. Looking forward to that. Just going to have fun. Um, but we are going to, uh, take a week off with the next week's show as, as we're still, we're in that weird point of the year where there's a race here, a race there, but it's not really consistent yet. So we're going to take a, uh, take one week off and we'll be back. I believe we have plans to go to the sermons race over at Citrus. We'll cover that and then we'll get right back into, um, you know, regular shows. We'll find stuff to talk about and, uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, my name is Ryan Stevens. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Take care.